to Why a Podcast, a podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser Elric, the caveman. That's pretty oh, good. It's okay. I'm Matthew Slaza, the uh, not caveman. I live in a nice hut in the woods. It's a hut. I'm the hut man. And I'm Keon, the boy from the future, the man on the go. You're the you're the one who takes um what an automobile to work. He, yeah, he's a, a citizen of industry. He's a titan. Exactly, a man of industry. Boop, 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 he boop, uses boop, energy boop. every day. Yes. He eats his carbs. Hello. All right, welcome to Why a Podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing caves. Now here in no. our city of industry, I can't do this. Oh, uh, you gotta, you gotta drop it. <laughs> I, I right? do have to drop good. it. So, the world of tomorrow in caves. So how are, all right, how are so. you guys doing today, <laughs> my why guys? Uh, my I, wife. I don't know. It's been a rough week for 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 me. I think because I well, I don't know about for you guys. I was gonna say for all of us. But uh, if I sound a little weird or if I talk less than usual in this episode, it's because about 27 hours ago, I had my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah, he's uh. slightly less wise. So if you if you hear less facts on the episode, that's that might be why. See, we should have done this episode right after you. Because uh, it'd be funny. Because yeah. it'd be. Yeah, I love <laughs> I jokes. <laughs> Laser, you and I would be cackling while he's just catatonic. It would be, I mean, it it would, would be great. <laughs> It would hurt. It was really painful. Tell, tell me for a second it would be bad. We should invite your dentist on as a guest. We should invite he was really sweet. that kid from David yeah. after dentist. How do you think he's doing? Um, Not great. <laughs> oh, That's my guess. Oh, all right. <laughs> well. But no, I'm doing I'm doing okay, though. I'm recovering. Is I'm that the one of the kids screaming? Were... What? Is that the one of the kids screaming? Uh, no. Uh, no, that... Is it? I thought, yeah, it's like this kid is like mumbling and then all of a sudden he like he's in the back of the seat of a van and then he like gets up like with a start and just starts shrieking. Um, it's fucking great. Actually, that does sound familiar. Um, if mm-hmm. you think it, that's David F. Dentist, please feel free to like, comment and subscribe. <laughs> I just uh, saw a YouTube poop of that and it was great. So anyway, guys, <laughs> fucking so. How's Keon doing? How yeah, are you doing? Keon, Finish the fucking questions. Doing? I'm doing swell. Your boy on the move is on the move. Okay. Well, that didn't. <laughs> I'm doing pretty pretty good. A uh, little little tired, but I mean that's par for the course. When you're a, 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 a guy a man the go- of industry, um, <laughs> of industry. <laughs> oh god, L- laser. How are you doing? How you, you know, doing, buddy boy? I I'm uh, I'm I'm actually doing really well. Yesterday was my birthday. Happy belated, yeah, baby. Thank you, baby. Um, Happy birthday again from your Y guys. From my Y guys. Um, yeah, and uh, I uh, went to Chicago last weekend, which was just an absolute blast. And the Windy City. Yes, the Windy City of industry. You know, there's quite a lot of industry of in industry. Chicago. This is unbearable. <laughs> this is awful. So, um, so Welcome I to our to 1920s improv podcast where yeah. we talk about industry. So I, went, mm-hmm. uh, so I went to Chicago and it was... He was happy. He's no... I, yeah, no. Uh, can, you hear, can you hear my emotions have shifted since the beginning of this episode? Uh, so I very oh, much enjoyed it, and I'm very heavily considering moving there. If not, yeah. fully convinced that I will. Um, Heck yeah! So, and speaking of Chicago, hi Liz. I know you're listening. The laser wanted to visit you. He didn't have enough time. That's right. Hello, hi Liz. So, hi, successful, funny person. Congratulations. Yeah, quick plug. Liz is amazing. She does Second City stuff. She's incredible. Oh, okay. I didn't. Fucking Back know to the that. podcast. Yeah, dude. Oh She's shit. Bad. Hey Liz, it's I'm gonna do Second City what... stuff too. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. It's what what Keon literally told you about Liz to start off. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's almost as if I have attention deficit disorder, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump right in. We're going to no, be no, asking no, one really why question each. The others will guess the answers, the and then we'll let you know why. <laughs> and I'm going to keep talking over Keon until... <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go first, oh. my why, guys? I think because you talked over him, he should get to go first. Keon? Oh, sorry. I uh, I took a moment. I was uh, was too busy smelling all that dirty laundry we're airing. There we go. That was oh. the joke. That was the joke you talked over. I had to get it in. Okay, now. Good so, joke. guys, why should we? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Keon. Were... Were you... I just love it. <laughs> so, guys, I have a question for both of you. Are you ready to listen? I would love to listen. I'm great, but he I'm can't. Glad. But we're listening right now. Okay, perfect. My question to you guys is: Why is Cave Story? The best game of all time. Ah, oh, well, you see, yeah. <laughs> here in it's the about city industry. of industry, we hardly have time to play games. But when we wish to harken back to our <laughs> days as old, lowly cavemen, we find ourselves taking a moment to play games that take place with stories inside of caves. So we find it very nostalgic, and it helps really provide a dichotomy to the amazing industry we experience every day. God bless America. Ah, industry. Ah, industry. How How many states do we have right now? God bless all 48, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a PSA. Um, Camel cigarettes. We cl- oh no! Ah, please yes. stop. May every child in this God blessed nation be smoking <laughs> a nice Joe Camel. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, Lead shout paint out chips. To, uh, shout out to not smoking. It's bad for you. Um, my my answer split. will not come in that voice because I think we've had enough of it in this podcast. We have. It's only been I, like five minutes. I, we got plenty of room. I'm calling a moratorium on that voice for at least this episode. <laughs> Ah, okay. moratorium. God damn Center it. to industry. That, that is a pretty, I mean, honestly, that's the most like 50s word I think we've mentioned in a while. Uh, it is true. I'm not trying to be that guy, but you led me right into it. You practically put me in the industry. But I would like to say that the reason it's the best game, I have played this game zero times, so I'm just going to go on the information as an expert. When you play this the game- information. <laughs> You uh you play the game via a game system, and the game system is the best game system. It's the TI-84 calculator. Now, Fuck you! That is the best calculator on the market, and that market is a video game console system. As a video game console system, it has the best graphics in the world, and that's why it's the best game. Okay, quick aside, and the reason why I shrieked in the middle of Matt saying that is uh, before the podcast, I'm just like, oh my god, you won't guess what thing this is, what device this has been ported to, and then we, TI-84, so fucking he guessed it right off the bat, I'm pissed off. You asked the only thing I knew about the game, that's the only thing I knew about the game. (laughs) And this, so, um... The fact that it has been ported to the T-84, very good guess, Matt, is that um, it was, uh, this game is so prolific and so there's such a good fan base behind it that everybody just wants to be able to play it everywhere. And that has been proven by the fact that this game came out in 2004, December 20th, 2004, and it was released in Japan as uh, Dos, Dos, oh crap, man, I'm going to try to pronounce the Japanese and it's not going to work out. I believe in you. Uh, Dok. Dokutsu, oh fuck, Dokutsu uh, Monogatari. So yeah, Dokutsu go. Monogatari. Good. Okay, took me a, forever. But anyway, Not bad. 
<laughs> so Dokutsu Monogatari uh, or Cave Story is uh, was created by uh, Daisuke Pixel, like in quotation marks, that's his nickname, uh, Amaya. And he had worked on this game for literally five years straight, like had spent outside of like his job just as a labor of love creating this game by himself. Every single part of it, every bit was created by this one human being. And he published it in December of 2004 for free, like just released it and was like, well, there you go. Cool. That's like, insane. Have, have some fun. And it is so good. You can still download the free version. Like you can still do it. It's still up. Like it's, it's still meant to be free. You can buy a better version because, and the reason that I love this is that it feeds into the fact that like when you really love something and you pour your heart and soul into it, people that will appreciate it will still come back and support you because they appreciate all the time that went into it. So I've bought in this game for every single console it's come out for just because I love it so much because he put so much love and care into it and because it's Aww. such a joy to play like holy moly this game's great it's so it's like and it goes on sale on steam sales all the time cave story plus oh yeah. like it, oh it's man. worth every penny yeah so the original cave story you can still get and the pixel art is a little rudimentary but it's still it's so charming and then cave story plus is like a little bit better of uh graphic like upgrade as well as the music's been upgraded the the music in this game Every single track is a club fucking banger. I could I could rave to like literally like glow sticks like freak out for probably hours on end. I would die before I stopped moving to this music. I love it so much. During uh, we do a pump up just to be like, hey, let's make sure that we're all like we bring the fun, bring the energy. I was just like a fucking home. Oh, my God. It was like I took LSD was at like Coachella. I was freaking out so much when I was listening to this music. So. The, all the music Keon's was created. personal Coachella is just a cave story soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, so all this music was Eon, created by I wanna, Pixel. Oh, Eon, what the fuck? Keon, I want to send you to Coachella on drugs now. <laughs> but can we, but we, we have just to have organize me... it so that it's literally just an orchestra performing live versions of this soundtrack? <laughs> I'm, gonna, be a full... I'm going I'm... Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon so you can see the full footage of me just freaking out I'm making Coachella. it go fun me for Keon Solid. to be sent to <laughs> Coachella on drugs. <laughs> You yeah, but you can't include the LSD in the name or it will be pulled down. So just suggest it. Yeah, it's just in yeah. quotes drugs. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's like you're trying to write this on the Indiegogo or the Kickstarter and just be like, oh, what's the what, what is the purpose of this project? Oh, just drugs. Yeah, no, give, quotes, me, give me money to send Eon. E- e- what the fuck? I, Go e- on. Why are you calling him Eon? Eon to Coachella. Key on to Coachella on in quotes drugs there i think drugs. you should call it you should call it help keon get enlightened there and, we go i mean that would on that, drugs <laughs> so let me enlighten all of you right now and tell you how good the smooth goddamn game transition is. it's so good that it exists on it was ported to the pc it first came out for the pc uh it has been ported to linux to mac to the the DSi, like, so it was on DS. Then on the 3DS, where they made a 2.5D version, like a semi-3D version. Ooh. Then to Nintendo Switch, so you can buy it right now on Nintendo Switch. And on the Wii, and on the PSP. And now it's uh, on PC, you can get it on Steam. As well as, I think they had a phone version. I'm not completely certain, but... You're leaving just... out the best version we talked about. And just to to punctuate that... It is on the TI-84, and all of these ports, a lot of the ports are, you know, created by... Nintendo has reached out to Pixel, and they have mm-hmm. the, the rights to the newer versions of the game, but you can still get the game for free at the at the original site. But 
someone made a fan version for the TI-84, and it's so cute. And uh, the two main characters, or the one main character and then another, like, smash hit character that everybody loves, uh, the main character's name is Quote. And all of the characters, or at least, like, the two main characters are based off of, like, coding jokes. So he's a quotation mark. And then also uh, his, uh, he, he's an android. And then his android counterpart, uh, her name is Curly Brace. Like, curly brackets that you use in coding. Mm. Absolutely <laughs> adorable. And so uh, Curly Brace and him just are in this random like room in the ti-84 game and they just walk around and it somebody pushed the limits of what a ti-84 calculator can do to make this rudimentary game but all of that to say that there's so much love around this game because it was straight from this guy's heart i really recommend you guys play it every christmas i make sure to play it because they came out with a patch version and i used to play this game like almost every day i almost started speed running the game and oh wow one day I just so happened to play it on Christmas. I was like, what the f- what? And they replaced a lot of the sprite the sprite art with like Christmas themed things or at least holiday themed things. Aww, so boxes cool. or blocks are now Christmas presents. Like some of the characters are like the main characters are reindeer. It's so cute. And all of this is just because this game is so incredibly good. It's a Metroidvania style game. So you play as one character, quote, who goes around and kind of shoots. He looks a little bit like uh, Wait, Ash what are you from... quoting? Fuck off. So he looks a little... <laughs> he quotes <laughs> he... the Bible. It's a, it's, it's a religious exactly. game. Yeah. You play um... one character, quote, who... <laughs> yeah, you don't remember uh, Dosuke... Fuck, I can't even repronounce it. Anyway, Monogatari, that one, that, that phrase from the Bible. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the cave story, whatever. Oh, there's probably a cave story in the Bible. Anyway, just really quick, that the game is a, a Metroidvania style where you go around and shoot some things, and you look like Ash Ketchum, and it's super cute. And you Aww. go and you're. This was the introduction of a. Uh, and the thing that's amazing about it is it innovated. So it's not just a random shooter. Whenever you shoot something, these like Doritos fall out, and then you collect them, and that lets you upgrade your gun. And when you get hit, then you it starts leveling you down, and you downgrade your gun. So each Aww. gun has three separate levels to them. So your first gun has three separate levels that uh, once you get, you feel so powerful. And then you get a new gun, and that one has three levels. And then you get a rocket launcher, and that has three levels. Oh, wow. It's Dude, it's so good. And the best part about it is that... It is one of those games that when you play it, you actually feel like a critically like a critical thinker because there are rules to the game about like, okay, I got this weapon that lets me um, that if I go over to a fire and it's like it creates bubbles. If I go over to a fire, then I can put it out or I got this item that lets me put out fires. Hey, I remember there was a fire in this one random room, and when you put it out, you can get a gun. Like it, it, uh, like <laughs> it just lets you play in this space. As well as there are like three separate endings, and each of them is contingent on how well you kind of interpret things in the game. So one part of the game, you can, uh, when you first meet Curly Brace, you can be like, hey, um, she's super cool to you. And she's like, hey, that gun you have looks a little rusty. Do you want to trade with me? And if you trade with her, you get a better gun in the, like at that time, which lets you, it's a machine gun. And if you shoot in front of you, it's a machine gun. If you shoot down, it becomes a jet pack. It's so good. It's and and that was the first time I, I uh, that was the first time I think a lot of people had experienced that. And but if you forego that and keep going, you can upgrade your regular gun and it becomes even better. Or you can talk to another person and trade two of your guns for them to be put together and then they become one badass gun that like shoots through walls. But then Oh to my get, god, I got to play this fucking game. It's Jesus. So good. It's very fun. But to get the 
to get the best ending, you have to do all of these other things, and then you get a secret boss who is super hard. But all of this to say that so much love and so much polish was put in by five years by this guy Pixel to create this game that was so beloved by so many people that it was ported to the PC, DSi, 3DS, Nintendo Switch, the Wii, and the PSP, and not to mention that the music is so gosh darn good. And I'm, dude, I'm going to go speed run this right after this. Like, I'm so excited to touch this again. This game gets me so hyped, and it is my favorite just for how beautiful. It's a beautiful game. Well, I have my TI-84 plugged into my computer. I am porting it right now for the best game experience. Mm-hmm. And it was the first thing I ever cosplayed. My brother wanted to cosplay the bad guys, and one of the other iconic characters is this giant lunchbox-looking dude who would br- burst through walls and say, huzzah. Super great. And then they translated Aww. it. They so had cool. a better English translation to... Uh, like the early one was just a fan made one, but then they had a better mm-hmm. English translation. And then he says, "Oh yeah, like the goddamn Kool Aid Man," and it kind of <laughs> ruins it, but it's kind of adorable. It's but, even funnier. <laughs> but yeah, I made my brother back when I was in the. Actually, the first way that I got into this game is that uh, on the Raspberry Pi, which is a microcomputer, people were starting to do like emulation and emulate video games. Which I don't know. That's that's not for me to judge. It's for you to do whatever you want. But. Cave Story came uh-huh. came built in with it. So that was the first way I got introduced to it is I was hacking this uh, Raspberry Pi together and then Cave Story was there. I'm like, what's this game? And it blew my mind. And so <laughs> my brother wanted to cosplay the bad guy. And so I made him basically a cardboard box with a screen on the front that had a wireless controller and was this lunchbox character that had a screen on the front where you could play Cave Story. And he would just go around the convention we were at and like be like, hey, you want to play this game? And people would just walk around playing this like lunchbox that was hanging around his his <laughs> neck. It was adorable. So That's adorable. Fuck that's yeah. a little personal stuff for me. So yeah, let's get into somebody else's topic because I think I've said more than enough about this amazing game. Please go play it. It's amazing. It's on well, every console ever. I only have one more thing I would like to say about your topic, which is... Um, Many people think that Nintendo has the, you know, the king of the handheld with the DS and all that. What they don't realize is just there's so much potential in the TI-84 calculator. So mm-hmm. I, as I'm porting this game right now, I realize, wait, 20, 24 hours to download. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you can't, you can't rush Keon. perfection. You can't rush perfection, you know? What the fuck? I, it's okay. It's, it'll, it'll, it's worth it. It's Okay. My calculator just reset. It said, why are you trying to play a game on me? Oh, dude, it's become sentient. Okay, guys, I don't want to alarm you, but... What the fuck? Matt, <sighs> Matt's calculator just messaged me on Facebook. Oh, you God. want okay, me to do... It's become... No, it, it, guys, no, it's, I it's can't, be okay. No, right. I can't do that. That's not legal. Uh, shout okay, out to I... Sam, who actually had a recurring nightmare about calculators coming to life, so she's probably <laughs> enjoying this episode. Matt's calculator just told me to smoke weed with it. Uh, that oh, sounds right. I, it's corrupting you. We should start an Indiegogo to, smoke, to let smoke, Laser smoke weed with a calculator. With a calculator. Let Laser do drugs with calculators. Do drugs. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking dumb. Right. I'm sorry for my stupid joke about TI-84s, guys. It went Wait, too did far. the calculator just send you 420? Is that it? Like a calculation that sums up to 420? No, it said, hey there, Laser, smoke weed with me. And I said, oh, my guys, All guys, right. now, now it's cosplaying a Note 7. It's catching fire. <laughs> hey guys Cosplay. um i've got a hey, question pal. for you guys i'm ready what up buddy um why are you both why are all of us just dumb motherfuckers just sitting in a cave staring at the wall why um, are we all dumb motherfuckers staring at a wall sitting in a, in a cave, cave staring at a wall 
Ah, uh, okay. Why are we dumb motherfuckers? Yes, I love that Simon and Garfunkel song too. Mm-hmm. I like his Springsteen version. No. Do you want to take this key on? <laughs> yes, I'll take this fucking thing. Jesus Christ. I have um, nothing. Okay. Well, um, as we all know, uh, life started from a cave. Uh, people say that there was a pond, and that's when the primordial goo or whatever created the first organism, but it actually started in a cave. Uh, from the darkness, we were born. Uh, an alien came down. His name was Zenu, and he uh, he started he he walked into a cave. He's just like, let there be light, and then of he course. like created a little fire, and then he uh, just basically like. So if you've ever watched Star Trek, uh, there's something called the Replicator, and um, he just created he replicated a human being, uh, just ex- exactly mm-hmm. how we are now. Um, and this was about, I say, twenty years ago, and uh, he just replicated a human being and said. Hey, you! Uh, you're super cool. You're a man of industry. And then the guy's yeah, like, "Whoa!" You're, 20, you're and 25, he, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, so that math checks out perfectly. Okay, cool. Well, no, what I was going to say is that um, a lot of people don't understand that we all just all of existence apparated uh, exactly how we've been for uh, 20 years ago. That's that's when everything started. Just exactly where you were 20 years ago is exactly when everything started. All of your memories from before then were just implanted in your brain by Zenu. Um, and he will come back and he will reap the sinners. So, um, yeah, Matt. Um, all right. Um, I you know I would say I wouldn't believe some of that, but 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 because you said industry and that voice in the middle, it just seems legitimate. I just. I believe it now. I accept it as fact. Um, and that brings me to my point, which is very similar to Keon's. Um, uh-huh. Because of industry. Uh, sorry, industry. Because <laughs> of go. industry. Thank you, thank uh, you. I, I just want to say that I forgot Laser's question, and that was because of industry and the long hours I had to work during the Industrial Revolution uh, under Zenu's rule. What was your question, Laser? <laughs> so um, why Something are we all just dumb motherfuckers sitting in a cave staring at a wall? I know it has to do with the childhood toy, something about Play-Doh. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it's because Ew. of the knockoff oh, version on. of Play-Doh called, Is Gak. This Gum? Is this... <laughs> <sighs> Fuck you. Go ahead, laser. I'm this sorry. sounds like an everything is terrible thing. Like, <laughs> all right, just, guys. Is this I think it's about time we talk about Plato's allegory of the cave. Yeah, and his closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Plato's closet. Yeah, God damn fucking it. is Plato's closet an, a national thing? Is everyone gonna understand um, Plato's closet? I don't know, but it kind of tracks because like a cave is kind of just a big closet. Plato's you know? For closet. Who don't know, it's like, basically a thrift store. It's like a thrift store with like very good clothing. Um. So anyway, um, Plato's closet. No, Plato's allegory of the cave. Um, has <laughs> Plato's to, allegory of the closet. A Plato's allegory of the fucking. You know what? I'm gonna word all this as though it's in a closet now. You're welcome. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? So you're <laughs> sitting in an extremely large cave-like closet. Closet-like cave, I'd say. Yeah, I, I'd even call it a cave, but it has a door and it has some clothes <laughs> in it, so it's a closet now. Mm. Um, so you're. <laughs> So you're in this extremely large closet. Okay, this is dumb. So Plato's allegory. You're in a cave. Yes. So you're in a cave. You and everyone else you know, you're just sitting in this cave. You're staring at a wall. And there is Uh a fire behind you. And there are people between you and the fire that are have puppets. Can I ask you a question? Uh, Yes. 
It's a vital question. I'm sure it is. It must be. Did you start the fire? Motherfucker. Okay. Jesus so Christ. now the shadows. It's always been burning since 20 years ago when the world started turning. I think Ryan started the fire. So that wasn't even a joke. What the fuck was he? It, Ryan? It was Who the joke. fuck's Ryan? It's an office reference. I'm sorry. I'm laser, quit please. The podcast. I'll be back. <laughs> if you're quitting to come back, we have to rehire you. I'm just saying. That that should be our why not segment. Why not, Matt? So anyway, I, <laughs> all right. So play this. I'm gonna cut out all the fifty thousand years of dead silence, but I'm gonna leave in me saying this so people understand. <laughs> So Plato's allegory of the cave. So, all right, let me reestablish what we have. There's you and people, and we're all staring at this wall. Behind us, there's a fire. Between us and the fire, Mm -hmm. there are people with puppets. And now the shadows that cast um, onto the wall from these puppets, say someone holds up a book. Puppet, because I said it was a puppet, so now it's a puppet book. And we look at the shadow on the wall and go, yes, that is a book. And... All we've ever seen in our life is the shadows on this wall. Nothing else. So when we see a shadow of a person, we go, that is undoubtedly exactly what a person is. We give names to these shadows. These are our reality. Okay. Our entire reality. We do not even desire to leave this prison that is this cave because we know nothing else. Oh, so I would be more familiar with like a silhouette of you, Laser, or you, Matt, than your actual being. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even know. You would know being. that it's a silhouette. All you would know oh, okay. is this shadow in front of you. Okay. And you would think that that shadow was me entirely. If you okay. thought Laser, you would think of the image of that shadow. So, hmm. the in the allegory of the cave, one day this prisoner manages to break his bonds and discovers that reality is not just these shadows mm-hmm. so they then discover the sun which plato uses an analogy for a um, fire that man cannot see behind so um the entire thing of this uh is that is actually plato um in platonism he talks about the theory of forms which is essentially a form is a uh timeless absolute unchangeable idea and he has this idea that there is a part of reality that we literally cannot perceive okay as people and those things the true forms are like the puppets Hmm. is that what we see in real life we are seeing these shadows we do not see the true thing behind them we don't see the puppets which are the actual indisputable pure form pure fact a higher reality of what this exact thing is because of the okay. idea that we had to, our our thinking takes concepts we are not interpreting the exact true representation of reality of this thing because we cannot break free from the bonds of our human condition fuck Damn. that's crazy so, so deep. yeah being shackled to this like cave is kind of the human condition and so this per- this person that can break out of that is kind of breaking out of that illusion and trying to like explain that to other people i assume essentially it's it's mm-hmm. um well like plato yeah trying to explain it but the thing is even this prisoner it is that he sees the sun the sun is the fire that the man cannot see behind because like the mm-hmm. fire that casts the light on the walls of the cave the human condition is forever bound to the impressions that are received through the senses yeah meaning we oh, can't shit. break the trap of seeing the 
shadows as reality because of our own humanness. Because oh, that's crazy. What he compares this person who has broken free from the bonds in true pretentious fashion is <laughs> that that person is a philosopher. Because oh, a dick. Uh, <laughs> because a philosopher recognizes that they are these immutable, forever completely true ideas of things but because they are Uh still human while they gain a greater understanding they still cannot see behind the fire that is essentially the sun we cannot see because we are human beings because we have eyes and need to know things to know things there is no way for us to perceive these true ideas the like, idea being that the philosopher has a clearer view, but still is trapped by his own humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, Plato's saying, Whoa. because I know there are these true ideas, not because I know the true ideas, because... Oh. He, yeah, he, an idea... He's saying knowledge is power, but not limitless power. Okay. Yeah, he's just he's just saying, it's like... Hmm, okay. Well, <laughs> it's like well, you're in a cave, of- right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reminds me of uh, the idea of like th- third and fourth dimensional things. Like, do you guys know the the idea that like, it, so the shadow on the wall would be a two dimensional object. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing it only from that perspective. But if you like seeing something on a screen, but if you could hold that thing, you can see it from all angles and then perceive like its trueness as like a physical object. Yeah, it's the, I, yeah. these ideas or forms, as they're called, are non-physical essences of these things. Holy moly. Of which oh. objects and matter in the physical world are just imitations. Oh, my God, that's crazy. So he speaks of these forms through characters in his dialogue as they are the as we just have to have abstract representations to even understand these objects of his study. Can I ask you a question, Laser? Mm-hmm. So so are you basically telling me that we didn't start the fire? Motherfucker. And it's been burning since the world's been turning. We didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. And uh, so when we're gone, anyway. it'll still burn on and on. So the theory of forms is a huge point of controversy, is a general point of controversy in philosophy. But, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously philosophy is like you don't really have any solids. So it's a point of controversy, (laughs) but it's like, oh, fucking no one else. Right. Um, (laughs) um, It's a lot of people don't know if this theory actually even represents Plato's own views. But wait, 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 what? Yeah, he said it. He said the thing. He said it, but it's just a theory, you know. Yeah, a game a theory. A ga- Damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Um, but uh, this that. this theory is considered a classical solution to the problem of universals, which is the question as to whether properties of things exist, and if so, what they are. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So, so I could so, just keep so going down would... this rabbit hole of what explains yeah. what, but I- I'm just gonna say Jesus. that the thing I said. May have not been well received as a joke, but it also literally fit what you were saying. It I really mean, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> like, like you guys were dicks. I just want to say it's like saying we didn't start the fire, but in relation to what we were discussing, it's more like making a joke about there being one noun in a story. It's like me talking about cutting an <laughs> apple and going like, "Oh, you know what they say? A tree grows an apple," and it's like that's great. I'm preparing an apple for lunch. I don't give a fuck. I, mean, I guess. I just okay, thought wait. it. I thought it was I'm clever. only speaking okay, an wait. analogy for the rest of the podcast. 
Wait, guys, really quick. If we're going to go on a tangent, have you guys read that? It was on the best of Reddit, like subreddit. Have you seen that uh, breakdown of why the fourth dimensional creatures are like uh, Cthulhu and other like, uh, what was that? HP Lovecraft like monsters are terrifying. Have you seen that? Um, Honey, if I wanted to see a breakdown, I'd look in the mirror. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so for the god damn it so i'm gonna to try to power through so for the audience if you want to uh, google this look up the best of uh on reddit and look up the someone breaks down why the fourth dimensional creatures from uh or the the elder gods from hp lovecraft are crazy because if you think of it like this that we are only seeing a two-dimensional form of something that's three-dimensional it is in lovecraft there are these elder gods that when you if you try to perceive them you go insane because you can't perceive them whatsoever Mm -hmm. and this guy breaks down how that could be a fourth dimensional creature like if you think you see things in 3d Mm. well what would 4d look like you can't really comprehend it without like some crazy like if you look up 4d images they just kind of don't particularly make much sense in current ideas so someone breaks it down where like he literally can't sleep at night like he's gone lovecraft insane because he thinks of if you think of as a 2d image if we move through that in the 3d then we are occupying that space in an instant and leaving it in an instant Mm. so the idea that like cthulhu could be like drinking a glass of wine and then move it through our 3 dimensional space and then drown someone in wine and then move it away and they would immediately just be dead like it's crazy please look this thing up i'm sorry to go on this tangent you can delete it later but it's so (laughs) cool to think about i heard drowning wine sounded great to me (laughs) delicious journey to death i say (laughs) but i just love that idea that like two-dimensional objects being translated to 3d is a way that we can perceive that there's something beyond our 3d in fourth dimensional space that's just beyond even comprehension it's super fucking cool philosophy is cool i really like it oh and like that's also theoretical physics. But yeah, and Matt, what's your topic? To Matt's, thank you. And that leads to Matt's topic. I have a why question for you boys. Are you ready? I would love so for you to dude. ask me this why question. Oh, lay it yeah. on me. I enjoy I making this podcast with you. That's you know, after all the negativity in this episode, it's oh nice my to god, know is he still guys... going all on? Right, I'm sorry. Play... <laughs> I'm going to be honest with both of you. I really love making this podcast, but holy fuck, do I just want to go play Cave Story right now? So Matt, if you could just. <laughs> All right. So I have uh, my question for you guys is, uh, why do we need to stop trying to live like a caveman? Well, let's Hmm. dissect this question word by word. Um, Okay. I hate you so much. We'll we'll just take it into chunks. Um, Here, can you repeat it one more time? Why do we need to stop trying to live like a caveman? Okay, so we'll take it into chunks. So why do we need to stop trying to live? Um, so now the first reason I have for this is, um, we're so just, the, so the first chunk is just 90% of we're the just, questions. We're just, we're in hell. Um, we're just all in hell. It's just horrible. Life is, is this bad. Hedonic treadmill. All right. So why should we, why should we stop trying to live like a caveman? Now, um, will you see here in the down of industry <laughs> why are we God still doing this for we us? remind the, ourselves we fall back on that when we can't think of shit <laughs> we remind ourselves every day playing cave story just why we should Fuck no longer yeah. have to be a caveman you see now at the push of the button i can get a nice refreshing coca Cola delivered right to my doorstep. <laughs> mm, I love the refreshing taste. Such a wonderful day here in the, the city of industry. Mm-hmm. Tampa. Uh, mine's, 
<laughs> City of Industry Tampa edition. Um, my yeah, my answer is pretty easy because Zenu is going to come back, and if he sees us acting like cavemen, he's like, "You should have evolved by now," and he'll just snap us all of it out of existence, like Thanos. Yeah, so. Thanos snap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't fuck with Zenu. So I don't. I mean, I don't want to ruin the podcast. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and continue. But uh, <laughs> the Thanos <laughs> okay. snap is a pretty good answer. Uh, mm-hmm. Stop trying to live like a caveman. Modern humans, are we doing it all wrong? They eat wrong, they run wrong, they work wrong, they get married wrong. But is the life of cave people really what you should strive for? I love everything you just said. I'm picturing it in grayscale and then a big like red X and like, eh, like a fucking <laughs> infomercial. They have the caveman. Uh, this is a great illustration. This uh, the source I'm getting this from. By the way, it's it's actually legitimate. Guys, get excited. It better uh, be no, Spongegar. It's Smithsonian.com. <laughs> oh, whatever. I uh, I usually try to use good sources. So uh, unlike uh, a certain other member of our podcast, but anyway, I use Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> they have an illustration of a caveman holding a tray from a fast food restaurant, <laughs> and it's delightful. <laughs> Um, Smithsmonian, Smithsmonian, Smithsmonian. If you want to check this cave story out, you probably just search it. Uh, but it's called "Stop Trying to Live Like a Caveman." And uh, it, it, in case you guys haven't noticed recently, I'm gonna use a couple points from the article, but for the most part, I just used it for research. Uh, we we keep trying to like argue that you know we used to do things this way, and that was so cool, right? And it's not just like. <laughs> It's not just specific things that I'm going to talk about, but for whatever reason, like we nostalgize the past in general. We talked about that in a previous episode called Wine Nostalgia. Check that Whoa. out. Uh, wow. And wow. Uh, unlike unlike Ready Player One, this um, whole nostalgia thing for living like a caveman is bad. Oh, oh, okay. I enjoyed that movie. And I would just like to say <laughs> that if you think that eating and living like a caveman is your natural state... Like, that's a great idea to go back to your, quote, natural state. People tend to use that as their argument, quote. You, no, that's not the case. You're talking about paleo, correct? You, you literally evolved. Like, that's one of the, the things I'll be talking about. Like, the idea is, like, people are like, oh, well, I need to eat like cavemen did on the paleo diet. I love diet. how you're, you're describing one, it like it's a trailer uh, for your answer. Like, in a world where I'll talk <laughs> about this thing. <laughs> I was Coming just about soon. to launch into the points. Uh, so, so, like, that, that's the idea. is like, the natural state, right? Like, it's like I, eating paleo. Like, because, oh, we only ate meat. Right, that's what we did. No, we were hunter gatherers, so we did eat a lot of meat, but we also ate like grains and berries. And there were some communities that were hunter gatherers, in particular, that ate a lot less meat. And so you look at that, and you're going, "Oh, there's this diversity of living," but people are just picking and choosing what they think are cool or most accurate to their biases about what means to live like a natural state. They're like making up their own like history of like cavemen did this when they fucking like the paleo diet is basically making up your own history about how a caveman lived like intermittent fasting is an adapted version of the same thing it's like okay paleo only eating meat and those things like that's not how people used to eat that's Mm -hmm. like it's just not like one the whole eating back then was like i need to survive so i'm gonna get food i don't know when i'm gonna get food i don't know how i'm gonna eat and then there were certain groups that were better at that and some that weren't and a lot of the better ones were actually eating every day like grains and berries and hunter more the gathering stuff to sustain you and then getting hunter stuff as it came because you couldn't always count on meat right and so to assume that like the paleo diet would be good for your system even then is kind of like 
not super accurate, but then to try and assume that like evolution doesn't matter is hilarious to me. Like to be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we'll just go back to living how we did before and that'll be good. It's like your system literally would fight that and I mean, does often. Well, like case in point, your appendix like is is an uh, like evolutionary like blemish. Like it's your appendix literally does nothing except for harm you when you get appendicitis and potentially die. Like yep. evolution is meant to be like, hey, let's keep progressing and I mean, at the time, like when we were cavemen, your appendix actually did something like it had to do with digesting like vegetable and stuff like that. Now it's just really bad because that will just that deposit of like cellulose will just chill out there in that little pocket that does nothing anymore. And then it'll explode and you'll fucking potentially die. So evolution's important. We should probably pay attention to how we've been evolving and not just be like, oh, cavemen are super dope. Yeah, it's like it's just like like the 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 coined phrase is like paleo fantasies. Like we we turn what? back time and go like, oh, we have these paleo fantasies of reality. Like that wasn't reality. I have no. paleo like, fantasies. Back in those days, they do. didn't have language. Fucking didn't have to talk. <laughs> so easy. No politics yeah. really, Fucking except for like mortgages didn't even great. exist. <laughs> Would I not have a job? Sure. <laughs> Probably. That's what but, I was thinking. Like, Plato had a lot of time to think about shit without a goddamn mortgage, apparently. Back then, a cold could have killed me. It's I mean, just... Like, like, oh, yeah. What, what bothers me is, like, there are the good things that it's argued for that are just, like, a terrible argument to use it for. Like, people are like, oh, back then, people did eat processed foods, so obviously I'm right in my argument. It's like, okay, not eating... Like, eating fewer processed foods is good. Like, do that. Mm-hmm. But don't like use your caveman argument against me for it. Like that's just stupid. Are Being like, oh, they used to work all day. Medicine? <laughs> Oof. Press F. Ow. Christ. <laughs> it's Damn. just the, 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 the crux of it really is like when people are like talking about all these positive things or all these negative things of like using it as a, a an argument that cavemen were living better is just ridiculous to me. Cause like history mm-hmm. and evolution is there. You can't ignore it exists. Right. And so to be like, Oh, I should uh, eat paleo because it's better. Oh, I should uh, eat on- only non-processed foods and like only meat or, Oh, I should, uh, you, you know, not do monogamy because back then they didn't do monogamy. Like that, it's literally hey, jury's still out on that one. That's that's it's literally used like the, like people will be like oh well you know look like the cavemen didn't date one person maybe we're just not meant to be in our natural state of mon- like our natural state's not monogamy I'm like there are plenty of actually well researched arguments for like some people's brains being wired differently than monogamous yeah. right but to fucking try and use that shit show of an argument I just get mad at people when they do that shit oh yeah for so people that, to be like crux. oh it's just in my biology like that kind of thing like, yeah I just. Uh, Whatever. Being poly is a thing, and it's cool, and it's great, and yeah. when all the partners consent and everything. But if you say, "Um, I need to spread my seed like the caveman," no. so I'm, I'm going to cheat you. on you. God, <laughs> if you give Ugh. me a well-reasoned argument that you've researched your psyche and like how you who you are as a person, and it doesn't suit you, great, that's and awesome. That you're I respect not different cheating people. on your partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Without discussion, like that's overall so like lin-manuel miranda once said love is love is love is love okay can we move on there you go that's here's the thing despite me being angry in this topic basically my point is don't use your fucking bullshit obsession with cavemen to get back to the why question as an excuse for you to be right about everything all right don't use it because 10 percent of what you're saying is correct as a catch-all stop fucking acting like a caveman act like a fucking adult that now has more choices than a caveman and justify a person of choices with reasons 
All right? All right. With reason and logic. And fuck paleo. Anyway, what's our why not? Here's our segment called <laughs> Why Not, where one of us chooses a why not question for us to debate and take us away. Choose me. Choose me. Choose me. Choose uh, me. Please. Please. Uh, choose me. Uh, please. I think uh, choose me. Please. Then. Please. Please. Uh, please. My hand's raised. Please. Choose me. Hey. Oh, we can see your hand. It's a visual medium. Hey, Matt. It's a me. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Uh, hey, yeah. So, Matt, can you ask Keon what our why is not is? Why not Keon asking the question? <laughs> Keon, what's, what's the why not question? Hey guys, my question to you, and it fits our topic a little bit, is why not caving in on your diet? Why not cheat days? Oh. Yeet. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the positives because right now I, I literally can't eat keto. Neutral. I I guess that leaves me for negative. All right. Who wants to go first? Matt can go first because he already talked first. about his reason. So <laughs> I literally had uh three teeth removed from my mouth. Uh, less than 27, 28 hours ago now. Uh, and so I literally can't eat real foods, really. I can eat some soft oh. foods uh, that are vaguely healthy, and that's about it. There's really not that many great healthy soft food options, guys. I got mm-hmm. news for you. Unless you're making your own, like making broccoli mush or something like that, most of the time the things that you can eat that will actually be edible and keep your blood sugar up are not great for you. So I've had to eat like Jello. And pudding and stuff like that. And it's kind of sucked just because, like, I was doing pretty good the last two weeks, like, back on it. And now I have to take a back seat. But I got news for you. I lost weight anyway. Because turns out when you can't eat that much and you're, you know, bleeding, oh, nice. you still lose weight. I don't know. Anyway, point is. It's one of the, it's the <laughs> that humor. You lose that red humor. Yeah, that's what it is. But the, the point is, um, when you're the positives of taking a cheat time or cheat period, whatever period it is for you, if meals work for you or days work for you, or, oh, I'm going on a vacation, I need this time, like being a human, choosing your own time, like that's the pro. If that works for you, that's fantastic. And the thing for me is like, I literally can't, so I'm doing what I have to for the week and like, I'm still going to just keep the pattern. So like, I'll have my cheat day Tuesday and then I'll go back to it next week, and like that's, that's how I'm going to be because that's how it works for me. But whatever works for you is generally the reason to do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. You okay, know what I'm I, mean? gonna, I 100% agree. Wait, so are were you for or against cheat days? I was positive. And my thing is generally it's positive if, if it oh, works okay. for you. It's generally positive, right? Like if it helps you live your life like mentally, stably, which oh, okay. is generally the positive to me. It's like if you need time, like you are probably going to get into your reasons, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you have a point in your life that you need to take a day or take a meal or whatever, or if doing that every week or every two weeks as you get better or whatever helps you, that's the biggest positive to me. It's like psychological. Okay, then. Okay. So, yeah, just mine, mine is going to be super quick that like I'm on both sides that I think that's really important to stick with something, but it is also we're all human. And to... And I'm honestly like a little bit more negative. So, Laser, would you want to do neutral? I'm I'm here for negative. Okay, I, have, I have opinions. Oh, oh, okay. okay, I'm excited to hear mm-hmm. them. And the main thing about that is, uh, from my perspective, that when you put yourself on a schedule to be like, okay, well, and that's what I did. And so this is just from my perspective that uh, for a long time, my cheat days were like, okay, well, this will be my cheat day. I will work towards this one day and I'll try to do it every, it was every week. I moved it to every two weeks, but then you kind of create the system where it's like, I'll be, I'm going to be on my diet, be really good, or at least, you know, be really good about eating. Well, it doesn't particularly need to be on a diet. Just 
I'm going to try to stick to, you know, being healthy. And then when you hit your cheat day, you're like, cool, now all of the things. And what I used to do was literally keep a piece of paper, like a, a notepad, where I would just write down, I have a craving for this. I have a craving for this. And then on cheat day, I would just go ham and do all of those things. And that having that organization is really good. And a lot of people say that when it comes to cheat days, by having that cheat day, people are saying like, well, wouldn't you just get all the calories back? It's an easier, you would get in general less calories as well as your body isn't then suited to be like, I'm going to retain and digest these, all of these things that we're eating right now. I can't digest them super well because we haven't had them in a while. So your body's also probably going to feel a little sick from eating weird processed gross things. And you're less likely to the fact that you've already satiated that feeling like that kind of craving means that you're less likely to do it in the future. But at the same time, it's hard, like life's hard. And the main Mm. issue with setting a goal like that, especially if it's a lofty one for like two weeks or maybe not even having a cheat day for once a month, I actually did that for a little while, is that we're all human beings like mm-hmm. I and, and case in point and legit, legitimately this was eating at me for the past week is that I was out for my job. I was at like a convention on behalf of my work and they didn't have any options that were on my diet and I couldn't go out somewhere and get food or at least like I they were already supplying food. I didn't want to spend the money. And so then it became well, now I'm breaking my diet every day. And then outside of work, I like, after I've eaten that food, I kind of feel guilty. So I'm trying to stay on my diet. But at the end of the day, I've already broken it. So it's already a cheat day. And that's been this a past week. Like it's now it's near the end of the week. And I just feel like uh, keeping healthy is really important to me. And so the fact that something basically out of my control ruined that then makes me feel bad. So that's the negative part that if you're really about your diet and then something gets in the way and makes the cheat days not even your choice, then you Mm -hmm. can feel really bad about it. So that's kind of my give and take on the subject. Well, I think uh, that that comes down to the point that the other point that I was saying, which is like the, the crux of it is cheat days or cheat meals are great. But ultimately, it's the idea that if you're a human being, you should occasionally be like, I'm either choosing to eat what I want to eat as a human or the factors have just chosen that I can't fucking yeah. keep to the thing I want and being okay with that, not treating that in an unhealthy manner. Cause like, believe yeah. me, it sucked to me that like, well now I have to fucking eat shitty food. That's not great for me. And yeah. I don't even want, like I don't want to eat fucking pudding jello and fucking <laughs> yeah. applesauce all day. It doesn't fill me at all. But literally that was the only thing my mouth could handle, you know, mm-hmm. like and your thing is like, well, what am I going to spend for an hour of my time at work to go out and get other food, spend too much on it, eat it, mm-hmm. and then like see everyone else eating other food when I'm already stressed at work? Like that's stupid. Yeah. And I don't, and I literally didn't have the time to go anywhere or the resources to go anywhere and get the thing. And especially like progress is important to me, and it's important to a lot of people that especially are on like disciplined to, to have a diet. And so when you break that progress for something so what that seems so minuscule, then it becomes disheartening. So laser, what's your what's your negatives? Well, you know what, um, you all are talking about a lot about the um, you know, the available about the inability to follow a diet in specific situations. So the problem about like having the specific day and things like that. But I want to mm-hmm. talk about the actual calling it even cheat day. And this okay. is the thing I want to talk about weight loss in general and weight loss diets. Why are we attributing cheat? Why are we attributing? The problem is, is that society and these things have conditioned us to feel guilty about eating. What hmm. the fuck? Why Why is cheat the term we describe? Oh, you had some problem with your self-control, you piece of shit. 
you know oh, like yeah what the fuck why are we making ourselves feel like shit because we're having a treat or something you know my birthday was yesterday you know what yeah. i ate a single slice of pie and i had a slice of pie before this podcast and you know what i eat it and i feel a little bad for doing it for eating my own birthday celebration yeah, key know. lime pie because i've been Aww. told that eating something unhealthy eating something high in sugar something that is for a celebration is bad for me and i understand i don't have the best eating habits but why in the world am i feeling guilty for enjoying myself well, I think that's the whole point, right? Like, that's the point of the conversation for the why not is like it comes down to the human psyche. Like, if that's what works for you and you don't feel necessarily like guilty for living your life as a human, like, that's the point. If you can avoid that, the problem is the term does tend to innately lead to that, right? Just like diet tends to lead to that. Like, there was, when I say I'm eating healthy, it's like that's more my changing my eating habits as a life choice were, rather than a diet. It's just the buzzword is diet and the buzzword is cheat day. You know what I mean? So there was a three-month study that showed that people who associate chocolate cake with celebration had more success with their weight goals than those linking food to feelings of guilt. Dang. We choose this cheat meal, this cheat day strategy. It's a reward-based system. So if you're having mm -hmm. difficulty self-regulating emotional eating or just, you know, even keeping with a regular thing, uh, you experience feelings of hopelessness or guilt. You feel like, you know, just having a meal and enjoying yourself is a downfall. Dang, yeah. I mean, that's pretty real. I mean, that's just society's whole view on eating in general i yeah. just it, absolutely and that's the thing is like this cheat day factors so squarely into this societal thing you know diets are a societal thing you know we try mm -hmm. and find an easy way to lose weight and maintain our image and instead of addressing underlying causes as to why we're eating so much in the first place or putting yeah. an emphasis on actually being healthy instead of just losing a lot of weight and looking good a cheat meal or a cheat day strategy can encourage binge eating, which can even undo so much of the things you're doing the rest of the week. You go, oh, yeah. oh th good. I have a day off. I can just, you know, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to a lot of people who use food as a coping mechanism are more susceptible to binge eating. So, oh, yeah. you know, if if you're like, oh, I put off this whole week, I'm having a rough week, like Keon says, and then you get one mm -hmm. day out of the week to really let go, you're going to, you know, you might eat things you wouldn't have even considered eating in the first place. I'm going fucking ham, dog, like Jesus and Christ. And that's okay, it's Keon. Be it really is okay. Oh, yeah. But the thing, the thing is, is with eating disorders and things like that, it's this mind frame of just like, you know, allowing yourself to give in to the guilt that is eating yeah. unhealthy food. It is so reinforcing. And so it, it hurts so many people who are trying to recover from not eating at all. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's it, the main thing is I, it, the entire attitude around this, the idea of it being a cheat, the, you yeah. know, it's, it's, with every diet, there's a healthier way to go about than others. And that's the problem with this attitude towards eating and the things like you hear, oh, well, the way to lose weight is you got to eat less calories than I expend. Well, for a lot of people, you know, that you hear stories all the time and these pe people with anorexia, people with bulimia, they'll be yeah. consuming 500 calories a day. Like, and that's like some of the less extreme cases where, you know, some people just straight up won't eat at all. And it's it's eating has well, to be approached more positively and it mm -hmm. needs to be approached carefully. And the idea of just following some strict 
you know, extreme diet and then just giving yourself one day where you can treat yourself like a little piggy and feel like <laughs> and feel like you're setting yourself back and just guilting yourself for enjoying yourself when yeah. like you've worked hard the rest of the week. I think you should allow yourself to enjoy something. But I mm -hmm. think the idea of centering an entire day around being bad, you know, ooh, mm. let's be bad. <laughs> You know, <laughs> who are you, Travis McElroy? Jesus. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a problem. So, yeah. And I mean, like you guys said before about like food coming into being like, OK, well, you're doing this stuff about your diet and you're concentrating on your body. But what about your like mental health? What about all the other things that are leading towards that? So, I mean, you're getting swole. But how about your soul, guys? How about your soul? <laughs> Yeah, ultimately, it's I, the healthier no, brain. No, shut the fuck up. That leads to our break. Ultimately, the was, healthier brain is more important than the healthier body. I think the whole point that we were saying it lead, it is pretty much the crux of what Laser's saying, other than the fact that like Laser went a fucking hella deep dive into that whole psyche issue, is that doing what works for you as long as you're thinking of it positively. Like, if if you think of the, the term, the term is cheat day, but if you think of it like, all right, once a week I can eat what I want. You know what I mean? And like otherwise I'm trying to stick to eating healthy. You might use a, a specific type of diet or diet with the actual word means meaning what you actually eat. You might do that. But if that works for you for a while or may, helps you get in a more healthy mindset on food in general, then that works for you. But the whole idea is if you're thinking of it super negatively, it's never going to work for you, at least not long term. It's you know? Sometimes it's more a psychological problem than a physical problem. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> Get it? Like a like that like a great thing goes. Yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on YA Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Neopet. At Y a Podcast for all does not know what you're thinking. You expect me to rhyme? Well, you're darn wrong. I know it's a crime, so feel free to leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, as that would help this be a viable production, and I'd like to make money off of this, so shoot us a question at why a question podcast gmail thanks to evan draper for it's why a podcast at gmail.com thanks to evan draper for our theme song you can find his work at silo digital on social media now back to the show yeah uh, so here we go and what temple change temple change so that's right thank you so much back to the show and i hope you enjoy it all right yeah we're out that's fucking so dumb well that was a break <laughs> In West Philadelphia, wait, what? I'm in sorry, Vestal I don't know why Philadelphia, we I took our break in the podcast is where we spent most of our drama. <laughs> wait, chilling really? out, not chilling. Actually, we were chilling, <laughs> talking about weight-related things inside I, of the podcast when three guys who were asking some questions started fucking I, up their why not segment. They said one little thing <laughs> and got angry at each other and said, let's move on to our personal why section where we have our own personal why questions. Go around the table, ask each other <laughs> personal why question 
I have a really quick anecdote I need to say smooth. right now. Go Just right one now. second, really quick. That uh, I was at a uh, running help running auditions for uh, a show that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. and I literally just would work into the interview part of the uh, the auditions to say in West Philadelphia. So it'd be like, "What show do you want to be in West Philadelphia?" And it was shit <laughs> like that. And then so literally, stupid. one of the other directors was just like, "Man, you need to just ask someone." Is like, "Finish this lyric in." And just leave a pause. And then one of my friends came to come audition. And we we had a lull in the moment because we were waiting for another person to come up and like move them along with the process. And, they, and we were just like, finish this lyric in. And he's like, West Philadelphia. And I, I, I blew out my voice box. I screamed so hard. I was so happy. So, so <laughs> that was the so pinnacle good. of like my month so far. All right. Well. Yeah, anyway, so we had a break, and it was interesting as Laser rapped about, but now it's our personal why question time, and Laser, go ahead and start off. Oh, sure, I'll start off. Hey, Keon. Hey, pal. Why are you, I mean, we, we've been to the cave, but let's talk about the hut. Let's say, uh, why uh, a pizza hut? Ooh, buddy boy, I am That's so sweet. excited to talk about this, that I, uh, ever since I was a kid, my parents, there was a Pizza Hut near my house. There really wasn't much near my house when I was a kid, but now that it's kind of been growing, like, economically, I guess, there's a bunch of stuff there, but there was just one Pizza Hut and, like, this really small grocery store, and that was, like, the only thing in my hometown for a long time, and so Pizza Hut was would be what we would get when I was a kid, and I would go to, like, my aunt's house for like when you're a kid you know you go stay at like relatives house because your parents can't deal with you all the fucking time and so i would go there and we would order pizza hut and i'd watch teenage mutant ninja turtles like the same movie from blockbuster every time and so i have an amazing memory of pizza hut especially banjo kazooie was a huge game when i was a kid and they had a promotional thing going on with stuffed crust pizza when i was a kid so fucking Pizza Hut has a goddamn monopoly, an actual patent on st- stuffed crust pizza. So I can't go anywhere else to get the best invention that has been done to pizza in the past millennia. So that's why Pizza Hut. I am full on cheat day mode. I don't even give a shit. This has been a crazy week and I am taking that comfort food level. I don't even care what that. I'm having a grand old time. So I'm ordering the stuffed crust pizza and I'm going to play me some cave story. Man, tonight's going to be rad. I'm excited. That's because you're living your best life, Keon. And that's what it's all about. It's not about the cheat day atmosphere you've got. It's about you living as a human the way you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so Fuck on psychology. The, and so on that uh, existential lo- uh, note, my friend uh, Matthew, uh, my question to you is: Why did you, get your, to you? It's Matthew. To you. My, mm-hmm. my question to you is: Why did you get your teeth pulled? Oh yeah. So uh, in case I, you haven't heard me talk about it enough on this podcast so far, <laughs> I uh, had to have my wisdom teeth pulled out. I should have had them pulled out. Uh, any time before now but i didn't and so they came in and of course there were problems because my mouth's not big enough who would have thought after listening to this podcast that my mouth wasn't big enough for three more teeth but they weren't and so one of them came in and it's like hard to clean and they were like oh that's gonna be bad sure enough got a cavity whatever anyway the other one came in they're like that's like disturbing your gums i'm like that's fine whatever I didn't notice those two. What I did notice was when one of them came in and cracked in half. So Oof. one of my teeth, my toothy tooths, uh, cracked Teeth. in half, Ooh. and I didn't realize it until I had a shooting pain on Monday. It was through my entire face. It really hurt. Ooh, and then I reached gosh. into my mouth, and I could feel that the tooth that was in the back of my mouth was now half of a tooth, and it really, really hurt. 
And so long story short, I try to go to the dentist. It takes a couple days to get an appointment. I go in there. They go, oh, we're going to have to pull out your wisdom teeth emergency. I said, shocker, already thought that. Could we hurry it up, please? They said, all right. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I realized that, uh, I want to say Saturday. So that's why I had to wait till Monday to go to the dentist. Uh, they put me on a Wednesday appointment to get them pulled. Uh, I saw it. It looks disgusting. It's half of a tooth that has like a massive infection in it. So I'm on amoxicillin. But anyway, so I spent two days of my life in massive pain and then I got them removed. So guess what that gave me? Massive pain. <laughs> So now you're on all the drugs. Uh, I, I thought I'd be drugs. on like dope pain relievers, but they just give you like Quote super marks. duper cool, like heavy duty ibuprofen. So like, I don't feel so much pain, but it's still kind of there, which isn't bad. But I was like oh, super pumped. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be zonked. It's going to be like <laughs> Keon at fucking Coachella. But no, it was just oh, yeah. like ibuprofen on dr- steroids. And it's sad. So quick game for everyone at home. I was playing this in my head completely accidentally because I have a one track mind that uh, half the time when uh, Matt, I'm sorry, half the time when you were speaking, I just would continue the if you were in the middle of a sentence, I would continue it with in West Philadelphia, born and raised. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm shaking but my I'm head. Glad you're, I'm glad you got that fixed, my friend. I'm glad that gross crap is out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's better, like, honestly, hilariously, like, the, the pain on the side of the mouth that it was was on the infection, infected side before the surgery, and now it's mostly on the other side, because that side had two wisdom teeth and the other one has one, which I do mm-hmm. find hilariously ironic, and I will give you that. But it's pretty annoying to go from pain to pain. And like oh, I was yeah. saying, like, it's annoying when you can't control a lot of factors in your life, so, like, this week was just a wash for me, because it's like, well, I guess being productive is not going to happen, because I'm in massive pain. My priority was getting to the dentist, then my priority was getting them taken out, and then I can't eat what I want, and I couldn't really eat what I want when my tooth was in pain, so this week has just been a mess. And uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that brings me to asking Laser a question? That sounds right. That's me, buddy. Yeah, that guy. Um, Laser, uh, why did you enjoy your trip to the Chicago Windy City Land? Why did I enjoy my trip to the Windy City? First off, Windy City, like... I, I was like, oh, it's not too bad. And then there was this one part. I was going down this crosswalk and the <laughs> the wind, I, I think it was the combination of like the buildings funneling the wind. I literally was walking forward and not making movement. Oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was doing the fucking running man. It was no, it's experienced that, bad. that once and it's frightening. It was inc- it's not a joke in Chicago, man. It was that wind inc- is real. It was incredible. <laughs> It is it is incredible. So, um, Chicago, I went and visited this last weekend. I flew in. I, okay, that's the answer. Good job. So I flew in and uh, <laughs> you flew in West Philadelphia, born and raised. Playground most of your days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all. So, um, I went to Chicago and it was nice and cold, which is something that I go don't get to experience much in Florida. So I enjoyed the cold. So jealous. I crunched around mm-hmm. in some leftover ground snow. Um huh. and uh I, I I went to Chicago to look into moving there, and I think I very well maybe um in uh, later this year. So uh I I love how spread out it was. Compare I'm just gonna compare it to New York because that's my frame of reference. It's because that was the one that didn't go well, yeah. Yeah, it's the one that didn't go well. It's much more accessible, um, you know, via like wheelchair and cane and stuff, which is just a factor that takes place in some hidden aspect of my life. Um <laughs> so um 
I uh, it, it's nice and spread out. The people there were so nice. The weather, I liked it. Um, I know it gets much colder than it was when I was there, but I felt I could be prepared for it. And um, I'm really interested in pursuing improv up there. I'd like to start taking classes, especially starting at the IO Theater. I saw um, two shows of World News Tonight. That's W-H-I-R-L-E-D. World News Tonight at IO Theater Dang. last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I have never laughed harder in my life. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> really? That was, it was so funny. I went there because um, some hosts of my favorite podcast, uh, Hey Riddle Riddle, were there. Oh, yeah. And um, they are just so hilarious on the podcast, but 10 times funnier in person. I mean, just like, and that's, that's saying awesome. something because it's a funny podcast. Um mm-hmm. But I actually, I tweeted at them and they told me, hey, make sure to stop by after the show. So I did. And I got to talk to uh, two of the three people from the podcast. And that's um, awesome. I actually got a bunch of advice on Chicago from one of them and just like talked for a bit, talked about the improv scene. It was awesome. Like talking to someone who I actually like really admire and get an an invite advice on improv advice <laughs> on awesome. adprov so um so yeah it was just it was a really wonderful time i was looking at it as a place to move it's deep dish isn't that great um <laughs> it's personal preference on deep dish like deep dish is only good if you like deep dish i've had so many people be disappointed i think in deep dish. i think i also didn't have I the greatest deep, deep dish. dish i think i didn't have the greatest deep dish uh I'm getting stuff crust. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's mine. That's what I'm getting. So um yeah, that's uh that I just had a really nice time there. And um, you know, there's there's like little details, little things that just made it great. I talked a lot. I would just talk to cashiers at Walgreens and say, Hey, give me one reason to move to Chicago and they'd say, Oh, you know, like, oh, it's such a party in the summer. I went to one person at a Walgreens again, and I went to the cashier and I said, "How many fucking Walgreens are you going to?" I, there were there were a decent amount of Walgreens, and I needed to stop at a decent amount of Walgreens. All right, I, I had listen. needs, and Walgreens met them. God damn it! This episode is brought to you by Walgreens, actually Your by CVS. Yes, I'm. I have you noticed my behavior's been really bad? So it's when I recommend Walgreens, you don't want to go there. <laughs> so anyway um so yeah i went to walgreens talked to the cashier i went give me one reason to move to chicago and she like laughed nervously slash like sarcastically it went like it's expensive and it's like <laughs> wow and then she went into like a couple other reasons and to, since i was looking into new york first like chicago's not, not as expensive. Not that expensive yeah so i'm great i'm fine hell yeah <laughs> plus minimum wage is gonna be 15 there soon so i'm good True, that part helps. Yeah. So, plus that weed's almost legal there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to do the Seth Rogen laugh. I'm going to be stoned on every episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be unbearable. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to Why a Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm Laser Elric, the um, Dunn man. <laughs> I'm Matthew Slaza, the Dune man. And I'm Kim Buzard, the fun man. And you are the listener. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you all have a great evening. Thank you so much for coming here, pressing the thing, doing the download, and giving us all those five-star reviews on the different things. I love you. I hope you have a great day. (laughs) Now you know why. Yeah, but I'm Papa. Yeah, Keon, you know it. Come on. I've heard it the one time. Yeah, what's it sound like? That sounds like, uh...
in West Philadelphia. You fucker, you beat Damn it, yeah, we're cut off. That's it. <laughs>